I'm James Cridland, the radio futurologist. Given the amount of change to the media landscape, why does radio still do so well? Well, I think a lot of it is due to this. What could be more refreshing than Newport menthol cigarettes? No, not cigarettes. Habit. We've always listened to radio. It's a habit to wake up to the clock radio or to turn the radio on in the kitchen. It's habit and automatic that the radio goes on in the car on the way to work. Radio cottoned onto this in the 60s and 70s when it stopped carrying individual shows like comedy, quizzes, farming programmes and special hours for housewives. Radio changed to be a consistent offer and a consistent listen. You'd always hear the same type of music and the same type of programming whenever you tuned in, which was good for habit. The same people doing the same time slots week after week, month after month. And that's why attempts to unseat radio have been difficult, because you're trying to break a habit. And like coffee drinking, a decent beer or cigarette smoking, habits are hard to dislodge. Last week came news that the New York Times' podcast, The Daily, is now doing 2 million downloads a day. Now, sure, it's a far cry from NPR's Morning Edition, which has 14.9 million people listening each week. But it is something to consider that The Daily is succeeding in breaking people's habits. There's a certain amount of the US population that, instead of the radio, now habitually listens to Michael Barbaro's weird intonation every day. Their habits are being changed by highly produced daily podcasts that are long enough for their commute. Habits, too, may be explaining why radio has a problem in many countries with younger audiences, because they may still listen in roughly the numbers they did before, but they listen for far less time. And if you've heard people saying that audiences grow into radio listening as they get older, I'm here to tell you that that's not true. All of the statistics I've seen show that younger audiences don't magically change their habits later in life. And as they grow up, they continue listening to less radio than their parents. Well, habit has been radio's friend for the last 50 years. It's enabled it to successfully win the battle against the Walkman, MTV and other new technologies. But habit could be radio's enemy in the years to come as habit-forming content appears elsewhere. Through addictively great programming and innovative distribution, it's up to us to keep the radio habit alive. You can get my weekly newsletter at james.crid.land and daily podcast news at podmuse.net. And until next time, keep listening. And now on the Radio Today programme, it's my weekly habit, it's David Lloyd.